Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What's up, party people? This is the Ideas Factory, known as the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Right. You need a radio bit, a drop. We did it first. You just take it. Steal it from us. Yeah, just take it. It's fine. We don't care. Borrow it all you want. Whatever. Don't work hard for that. Steal our personnel, our ideas, our humor, our jokes. Because you're a big city with our a... bits. Big buildings. Mm. The man. Uh, the man takes what he wants, Pete. Ridiculous. Us little folk just left behind. Right. You know, what we... gonna, you know what we're going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to create more. And we're going to do more because we have the ability to. Amen. But we're also not going to take the high road. No. Nope. Uh, we are going to respond in kind later this hour to the latest attack on the legacy of this show, the history of this show, the genius of this show, by our quote-unquote friends from down the hall. The hits just keep on coming. It's like we don't listen. It's like we don't have feelings. And it needs to stop. And it needs to stop as soon as possible. There's no two ways about it. So sit tight. That's how we'll close hour two on this Thursday, Thursday edition of the DA Show. Uh, just got a tweet from at Thomas Greeny one. So here's the original Thomas Greeny, Ryan Betcher four. Uh, what happened to add DA on CBS? Nothing happened. DA got the bump up this week to the biggest of shares here at CBS Sports Radio. DA finishing up a four-day stint today as the one and only Jim Rome. I assume they're doing a show tomorrow, but it will not be with D.A. because it's a summer Friday, so he's off altogether tomorrow. So you get one last day tomorrow of this group. Same thing as today. Me, Pete, Botcher, and Schwartz with you tomorrow to close out your week. Then D.A. is back like usual on Monday, but I'm off next week. The week after that, no D.A. at all. Some Pete that week, too. No cap that week. So we're all over the place at some point soon. September-ish, we'll all be back together, and we may have an official new member of the family as well. So sit tight. If you want an update, kind of. I tried but failed to get any kind of actual dirt out of Pete yesterday. We did, in very vague general terms, discuss the process to find our new Sean. That's on side A of the PGP. Side B is your introductory press conference with Ryan Betcher, Botcher 4. And again, the PGP, as always, found in its usual spots. Fingers crossed on that. So again, this hour, we've got a response to yesterday's attack on the show. We also have a story that I know I have not mentioned a lot in updates. I don't remember DA talking about this. I'm really sure we've never had a guest go over this, and no guest today. Uh, but there's a pretty significant story in the NBA that's not getting a lot of attention, probably needs more attention. I walked in yesterday having read the latest on this story, uh, and Boomer Sison was really worked up about it in our newsroom, which kind of put it back on my radar. There's 18 former NBA players who have been charged and or convicted in connection uh, to defrauding the union, to defrauding the benefits program of the NBPA. 
Some one guy's going to jail for ten years. Other guys got like two, two and a half year sentences. Some guys avoided jail time. There's been fines. The money defrauded has been paid back. It's a heck of a story. And it's probably not the only one out there, just the one that we know about so far. So we'll do that in just a second. But right now we're back in Washington, second straight day where we're trying to figure out what kind of coach Eric Bieniemy is. Yesterday, the day before the conversation was Ron Rivera telling us how certain members of the commanders had come to him to go, hey, uh, Eric Bieniemy is a is kind of mean, like he's yelling at me a lot and it's making me feel bad. So are those guys soft? Are they, again, this new generation of you got to be nice to me at all times? Is Biennemi too tough, too mean, too over the top? Is that why he hasn't been a head coach? Is this Does this explain it more than other possible explanations? And then yesterday we got Ron Rivera walking it all back. So it's good times in Washington. I realized my comments yesterday took on a different life than I intended yesterday. And that's on me for not being as clear as I needed to be. I'll own that. At the end of the day, we know that we're trying to build here, and we're all aligned. As I've said many times since I've hired Eric, I love the overall message that he gave to the team his first day, and that was basically we got to learn to be comfortable when we're uncomfortable. So it did happen. That players went to Ron Rivera to talk about Eric Bieniemy's coaching style. He did again acknowledge that yesterday, but he didn't want it to be presented that the players were soft, nor did he want to present it that Eric Bieniemy was too hard on his players. But guys did go to Ron Rivera and to Eric Bieniemy to try and figure out what the heck is going on here. So. Maybe there still are soft commanders. Maybe there still is too loud, too aggressive, too negative Eric Bieniemy. Like those, there were conversations between players and coaches about the way Eric Bieniemy was coaching. I still, as I said yesterday, whatever went down, I still think it ends up leaning more towards the players hadn't been coached like this before, and maybe they should have been coached closer to this before. Maybe this offense would have been better. The individual players would have been better with Biennemi's style of coaching. Maybe Biennemi is a little wound too tight, and maybe that is off-putting to some, and maybe that is why some of the head coaching jobs he has interviewed for have not gone to him. Um, but I, I, some something is wrong in Washington, and the last thing that the commanders need is any more drama, is any more confusion there still is this, the, the shadow of Dan Snyder. I know he's officially gone, but they're not done repairing, reworking, bringing back up the reputation of the organization. They still have a crappy stadium. They saw the worst attendance in the NFL last year. Um, you know, Sam Howell may turn out to be a, a, a good, a decent NFL quarterback, but that remains to be seen. And putting most of your eggs in a Sam Howell basket in a division where there's not a clear bad team. You can debate how good the Cowboys are, how good the, well, the Eagles are the Eagles. You can debate where the Cowboys and the Giants stand in contrast to the Commanders. But there's no pushovers in that division. This is not the South, um, especially the NFC South, where maybe nobody's good. There's, everybody's good to some extent in the NFCs. There's no margin for error. And the commanders at times were good last year. They can do some things on defense. Hopefully Chase Young returns to 
full chase young impact on defense. Terry McLaurin continues to get love among the best wide receivers in football. So there's reasons to be optimistic about Washington, but there's also a lot of crap that they have to wade through. The last thing they need is more crap, and especially more self-created crap from their head coach, who's on some form of shaky ground. And we mentioned that yesterday. That has always been the odd dynamic, the side story of Eric Bieniemy being there, auditioning his best audition, his best chance to prove he can be a head coach, and maybe the job that opens up the soonest is the one right above him in the building because it's a new owner. They have had inconsistent results. And it's been a while for Ron Rivera there. So, again, I don't know how hot his seat is, but if you Google NFL 2023 hot seat, Rivera's going to get mentioned for all of those reasons. And now here he is. You know, I don't know everything he wanted to say because only he can know that, but I, I don't know that we overreacted to what he said two days ago. What he said two days ago allowed us, as we, as we discussed yesterday, to go in either direction, either to blame the players for this or go, huh, okay, maybe this is why Eric Bieniemy has been stuck as a coordinator for so long, partially. There's a lot of reasons for it. Not every situation is the same. Some have been football. Some have been a lack of personal connection. Some have been the bad stuff, the racism, the ignorance, and and factors into the low numbers of minority head coaches in the sport still. But all of those things came back up because of what Ron Rivera said. And when he still said yesterday that there still were people to, you know, kind of coming and talking about this and figuring things out, it's, again, I don't, I don't know exactly what wrong we did yesterday in running with this story. Because even Ron Rivera criticized the headlines and the lead paragraphs of the write-ups about what he said. I don't know what else we were supposed to talk about. How else to interpret? There are two ways to interpret it, and that's what people were doing. And then debating which way, which interpretation was the right way to go. So, I mean, he can try to apologize, but it's like trying to put the toothpaste back in the tube. It's hard to do. Like, it's these things, these, all these things, some point in time, they were uncomfortable, some commander's players, with the way Eric Bieniemy was coaching them. Now, the rest of the group did all damage control yesterday as well, saying that, yeah, now that we know how this works and what it means, we're all behind it. Just took some getting used to. Well, we won't know that, that A, it's working, and B, they're cool with it until we get on the field and we see what they do on offense. But then again, they're doing something on offense with a young quarterback who wasn't a super high draft pick for a reason. They've got a veteran guy behind him, but there's a reason why he's the veteran guy that keeps going from team to team to team and not sticking in jobs and being somebody's number one guy. So it's just, this is the last thing Washington needed. I hope in the end it's a nothing story. I hope in the end they, you know, again, it was just some little bit of early day confusion and now they're all on the same page and they can just go about their business. But maybe it's not. Maybe personalities aren't going to jive. Maybe that group's not going to respond to good coaching. Maybe the coaching's not that great. We'll find out. But the problem today is there were enough questions already about this organization 
And now here's another one. And enough enough questions about the man, the enemy himself. And now we're adding to that list. We're adding the commander's list. And all because Ron Rivera kind of just volunteered this information out of nowhere on Tuesday afternoon, right? Because today's Thursday. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. By the way, there are football games again tonight. Now, um, I had no patience and no time, but apparently 6 million of you did last week for the Hall of Fame game as Pete yawns exactly on cue. There was, there was z- whatever less than zero is, that was how much reason there was to watch the Hall of Fame game last week. At least now, we've got some games that are going to give us some bits of information. A full weekend, the first full week of preseason games is upon us tonight. Texans and Patriots, uh, almost called them the T-Wolves. Here we go. Uh, And the Vikings and the Mariners are playing the second game tonight. There's a few more games tomorrow and then a lot of games on Saturday. And now we're we're living in the world now, too, of joint practices. There's been uh, a little more scrappiness in certain places. I think somebody in Green Bay had to be walked off the field because he kept getting into fights yesterday. Might have the team wrong. So we're we're getting closer, and we're going to see a couple of things, uh, or maybe we're not going to see a couple of things. Like guys like Justin Fields are playing for the Bears because he needs to play. I believe Baker Mayfield gets the Week One start preseason for the Bucks, and then Kyle Trask goes in Week Two. So there's a couple of things here and there we're going to learn finally because we get to have some games. Had a good chat earlier this week with uh, Steelers wide receiver Deontay Johnson. That was still this week, right? Man, that seems like a long time ago. I think it was last week. Was it? It was Friday. It was Friday. Yeah. Uh, that is a, is a good chat. It still applies. A little Steeler preview. And it's always good to have an NFL player uh, on the program. Uh, that conversation and the rest of our guests all live in some form or fashion uh, online on our website. All the places you get the podcast as well. Uh, so check those things out. We'll do uh, some NFL conversation tomorrow on the guest front. We also have Central Florida, UCF. Sounds a Saturday on tomorrow's show. Today's guest lineup includes, finally, uh, the other football. Lisa Carlin covers soccer for CBS Sports, uh, has a podcast. We'll finally get through. We've been trying all week. I can't tell you the amount of effort that Ryan and myself together and separately have put in uh, and really hamstrung by the time difference between trying to find somebody who's available when we're on the air and they're doing God knows what 14 hours into the future in Melbourne. Uh, but we finally found someone who's back stateside. Lisa Carlin's on the show this morning, as is Brett McMurphy, the Action Network. Uh, he had the latest, partial latest developments on college football realignment, how Notre Dame is throwing its weight around. We'll discuss that ourselves next hour and then with Brett to kick off the fourth hour of the show this morning. When we come back, though, that NBA story, 18 former players charged, some found guilty. One dude's going to jail for 10 years for defrauding their own union. That story's next on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. This is CBS. It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. And it's a thirsty Thursday on the DA Show. Andrew Bogish in for DA. Pilates here. Botcher's here. Schwartz is here. You're here at CBS Sports Radio at Andrew Bogish. That's where you can tell us who you are toasting on this thirsty Thursday. I had one in my mind since last week. And then, of course, didn't write it down. Got to today. Said, hey, you had it in my head. You had a toast. What was it? Couldn't remember. I just remembered. So I got one. I'm happy about that. The one I wanted to mention, I'll be able to mention it as planned. Uh, my quick booski here, though, unofficially 
to uh, Eric on Twitter, who just DM'd me this ridiculous stat, and you know how much I love minutia. Pete, you're going to love this. Four pitchers, and only four pitchers, have played in the major leagues after attending Fullerton Union High School in Fullerton, California. So I think by just the fact that high school has produced four MLB pitchers, impressive enough. Right. This high school, Fullerton Union in Fullerton, California, has sent to the majors the legendary Walter Johnson, Steve Busby, Mike Warren, and Michael Lorenzen. And all four of them have thrown a no-hitter after Lorenzen did it last night for the Phillies. Oh, that's something. I would name the school after him. How about that? That school has produced four pitchers, period, that have become major leaguers. And that's all a- four of them now have a no-hitter. Remarkable, right? If you have, if if any school has anybody sniffing the major leagues, one player, that's an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Drew LeBlanc, LeBlanc, let's get fancy. Almost calls talking to me. Almost calls the Titans the T Wolves. Comments on air about it, then proceeds to call the Seahawks the Mariners. Toasting you for doing a great job all week. Hashtag Thirsty Thursday. Hashtag Booskies. Booskies. Just for the record, the Mariners mention was on purpose because I had almost called the Vikings the T Wolves. That was me trying to be funny after being stupid. I thought it was funny. Okay, thank you. Just making sure. Just yes. making sure. Two balls in here. So, so uh, this story, I guess, was planted in my head by Boomer Esiason. I was. We're doing a quick recap of it yesterday on the ride into work. And then when I walk through our glass doors, Boomer is fired up about it, talking to his partner this week, Jerry Recco, on that tiny station locally that's down the hall from us here uh, in that city. That's a big piece of fruit. Um, and it got me thinking, like, maybe we need to pay more attention to this because that was what Boomer's point was. Like, this is a big deal. Why are we not talking about it? Now, I think part of why we're not talking about it is it's been spread out over a long period of time. It's back in the news today because one of the 18 former NBA players connected to this health insurance fraud scheme got his punishment. Is not Tony Allen. You know him. He's a very good NBA player, a heck of a defensive player. He's not going to jail for being part of this, but he has repaid almost all of the $420,000 that he got out of this scheme. The head of the scheme was Terrence Williams, who um, was, if I'm remembering correctly, a really highly regarded high school player, went to Louisville, I believe, was a first-round pick, never lived up to expectations, never was the guy he was supposed to be. Unfortunately, he was much better, it appears, at creating this scheme to steal money. And this is the headline from the union. Not from just a health insurance company, not from somebody just outside basketball. These dudes, led by Terrence Williams, were stealing money from the NBA Players Association's health and benefits fund. And the scheme concocted by Williams, and he's been sentenced and convicted, or had a plea deal, so you don't need to throw allegedly around. This is what happened. He created a system, and he had actual doctors and dentists working with him they would create fake invoices for procedures, treatments, medicines that never happened, were never issued. And then these players, 18 total, would submit the claims and get money out of this the union fund. And in the end, they took out $5 million. 
Most of it has been repaid. Williams, as the ringleader, as the mastermind, got sentenced to 10 years in jail for this, and he's got to pay back 2.5 mil in restitution. I also think why maybe this has flown under the radar to a certain extent is that while you're going to know every name involved in this that I'm going to read to you, at least you know the main names, Terrence Williams, I think if you know the NBA, you know basketball, you know Terrence Williams. You definitely know Tony Allen, who I already mentioned, Sebastian Telfair, Melvin Eli, Allen Anderson. These are guys who were, you know, middle, good, above average NBA players. Some of them were better in college than in the pros. They all have name value. But there's not the one real attention-grabbing, headline-grabbing name that I think would have pulled more people into it. But... It was a pretty significant plan. Like Terrence Williams had fake email accounts acting as different people that would be involved in this, like office managers and the benefits manager who would be like okaying and confirming the invoices and stuff like that. And again, they had actual medical personnel involved in this. They were getting a kickback of the money that came out from the fake paperwork they were providing these players to submit. Players' wives were involved because they were doing it too. I mean, this was, again, upwards of 20 people involved in this. 18 former players to steal from their their butt, from their brothers, to steal from their fellow former players. Not even, again, not attacking somebody on the outside. They were stealing from the unit they had paid dues and money into through their entire careers, and now they're taking out. Now, there is, of course, a name in this story that connects directly to this show. There are a number of reasons why our good friends in Tucson are not getting Big Baby and the Landfill. And one of them apparently is because the Big Baby is one of the people named in this in this investigation. Glenn Big Baby Davis is apparently one of the people that submitted false claims to get money. So maybe even long before Sean dropped his end of the bargain for Tucson, we would have had a shop for a new big baby because the original big baby was going to be unhirable because you can't hire a guy in Tucson or anywhere who is accused of insurance fraud and insurance fraud from his own NBA union coffers. You can't give that guy a morning talk show. Big baby. And the landfill. Yeah, I mean, you can't. All that production down the drain. Imagine you hire Big Baby, you get the landfill before the locals here in, in you know where get them. You fly right to Tucson, have some big event at the local whatever, introduce our new morning show. Big Baby and the landfill. And the next thing you know, the FBI's at your door taking Big Baby back to a courtroom somewhere to answer the charges of insurance fraud. Imagine the embarrassment in Tucson. For the company. I imagine, remember the time, like, Big Baby was in this, like, situation. So, we all knew he was part of the fraud. And he was just going around, like, Celtics games, illegally sitting in other people's seats with no no, no shame. You know, that's a good point, too. When you're, when you've got this hanging over your head, you got to keep a low profile. You can't go around like nothing's happening. Like you can't the go, about you can't to drop go up onto you. courtside. Yeah. The Celtics game. You also can't interview with Pete for the job that everybody wants in Tucson. That's when, right. I mean, I would think, Pete, you know more about this now than I do with all these HR rules and whatnot. 
But I would think if you're a, if you're a potential candidate for a job of that magnitude, you should be required to disclose to your potential employer any significant legal troubles that could be coming down the pike for you. Yeah, uh, because... I know you it, can't speak directly to this because there's confidentiality and whatnot specific to Big Baby and Tucson. <laughs> but, you, I mean, it doesn't, from where I sit, and you can just nod yes if I'm, you know, you correct me if I'm wrong, let's just do that. I don't think Big Baby disclosed any of this to the landfill or to the company. Probably not. Right? Yeah. Shame on him. Yeah. What yeah. a bullet we dodged, huh? I know. <laughs> now that list down to about 500 other people. And as we as we talked through the show, there were plenty of other big babies we could have found. That's right. Could have actually found a baby. That was on the table, too. That was on the table. That was actually probably the first idea we had. I mean, you guys are just spitting them out at this point. You and DA. I'm sure Botch is going to have a kid soon, too. More yeah. paternity leave coming up. That's right. It could, it could have been uh, Timmy and... Uh, Timmy! And, and the landfill. That would have been a show. Oh, Timmy would do a great show. Timmy might be the smartest person on that show. Yeah. He's really into dinosaurs right now, so... Oh, okay. I, I, I don't think the, per- the landfill would know what a dinosaur is. No, he only knows them as the shape of the chicken nuggets he eats for dinner. That's right. Yeah. That's right. How, how's Timmy on his colors? He's very good with his colors. And letters? Very good with his letters. A through Z? Yep, he sings the alphabet all the time. Okay. Counting, he's all right? Uh, yeah, he's good. He's okay. good. Yeah, I mean, he sounds qualified. Oh, yeah. No, knows his name. Right. Would be would he be okay with being called the big baby? Uh, no, if you add an extra E on the. So the he wants big the, the big baby. Yeah, okay. All right, I like it. You should have, yeah, demand respect, even the, at two. Do I, it. The big baby. The big baby and a landfill. <laughs> a major uh, landfill. A landfill. Uh, speaking of our landfill, I, I don't know why they can't be more creative. I don't know why they can't be more respectful of us. i give you a few reasons. But the new landfill's new landfill just keeps pulling back into the history books. He's piling up. While telling us how bad it is over here, they keep coming to us for ideas to make their their show better. It's a weird contradiction, but it keeps happening. Uh, we'll break that all down in just a second. But first things first, let's get headlines. Here's Peter Schwartz. Both will start in Philadelphia, where Phillies pitcher Michael Lorenzen was just one out away from history. The 3-2 pitch. Swung on, popped up, shallow center field. Rojas sprinting it, he's under it. He has space, makes the catch, and Michael Lorenzen has thrown the 14th no-hitter in Philadelphia Phillies history. He is being mobbed by his teammates as the Phillies shut out the Nationals 7-0. Tom McCarthy on NBC Sports Philadelphia. Lorenzen then thanked the big guy or gal upstairs. I just had... God's grace today, and I definitely got to thank God for today. I got to give him all the, I mean, all the glory just to be able to keep me calm and trusting in him. And, um, you know, whatever happened, I was just going to trust in him, and that's kind of what I've been doing all season and, and trying to just lean on him. Lorenzen on NBC Sports Philadelphia. Then in the clubhouse, Thank Lorenzen. goodness God loves baseball, huh? What? Thank goodness God's a baseball fan. Yeah, you think he's got a lot on his mind or her mind. Got to be careful with those things. People get a little sensitive about it. Yeah. I do. Yeah. As a lifelong Catholic. 
Mm-hmm. It's just I don't, that's not how I believe God works. That he was watching a no hitter last night, but again, we don't need to get down, go down that road. I wonder what God's opinion on hard knocks was. Well, yeah, I, that could I'm be a, a segment. I'm assuming he hasn't watched episode one just yet. It's on the DVR. DVR. Yeah. Or he saw it all live. I don't know how that works with God. I mean, does he need to watch Hard Knocks, or was he paying attention to all those practices anyway? Yeah. So Hard Knocks would just would be repetitive to him or her or it. Yeah. I'm not oh. sure how that works. Yeah. The theology <laughs> of that one. I'm not sure either. I'll stick to what I know about, <laughs> which is not much. And then in the clubhouse, Lorenzen thanked his new teammate. Appreciate it, guys. Um, JT, incredible. You've caught me twice. Second time, no, no. Um, they're hitting missiles, but thankfully they're just a center field. Thank, thankfully they were all to center field, so good defense. Um, but JT, like, that's incredible, man. Appreciate you. Love you, brother. Love you guys. Thank you for being so welcoming. It means a lot. Thank you, guys. Lorenzen struck out five, walked four, and threw 124 pitches. Now to Seattle, where the Mariners and the Padres were tied at one in the eighth inning. And the 3-2 pitch swing and a fly ball deep to right field. Way back, going and going, and goodbye baseball off the windows of the Hit It Here Cafe. Cal Raleigh, the big dumper, with a two-run blast here in the bottom of the eighth inning. That was Rick Riz on Mariners Radio during the Mariners' five-run eighth. They go on to beat the Padres 5-1. to one. Now to Anaheim, where the Giants lost to the Angels 4-1. to one. Brandon Crawford and the Giants lose two out of three to the struggling Halos. Not ideal. Um, I mean, we just we had just lost two of the A's also. So, um, you know, just a tough road trip overall. Um, obviously not what we wanted to do. The Angels' Shohei Otani improved to 10-5. and five giving up a run in three hits while striking out five over six. Let me just go back to that Mariners game. I had a typo. Mariners win that game six to one, not five to one. We knew. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I just want to make sure that, you know, I don't get someone's going to tweet at me. Oh, you got the wrong score. It was a typo. I'm sorry. I apologize. Elsewhere, Diamondbacks over the, the Dodgers over the Diamondbacks two nothing. The Red Sox beat the Royals four to three. Yeah, the Blue Jays get a first inning home run from George Springer. And that was all they needed. Beat the Guardians one to nothing. The Brewers over the Rockies seven to six in ten innings. And the Marlins beat the Reds five to four. Josh Bell hit two home runs, one from each side of the plate. From the NFL, former Raiders wide receiver Henry Rugg sentenced to three to ten years in prison for a November 2021 drunken driving crash that killed a woman and her dog in Las Vegas. From basketball, the Knicks reportedly finalizing a four-year, eighty-one million dollar extension. With guard Josh Hart, the ACC's pursuit of Cal and Stanford for conference membership has reportedly hit significant roadblocks. UConn guard Paige Beckers has been cleared to play. It was a little more than a year ago. The 2021 Basketball Player of the Year, Women's Basketball Player of the Year, underwent ACL surgery on her left knee. And yeah, there you go. that's two major knee injuries in three years for her. Yeah. Great player. That one year, she won, like, everything. I'm trying to remember now. Like, she, no one had done it in a long time. She won every award. Um, she's fantastic, and women's basketball needs her, so it's good that she's healthy and uh, can get back out there soon for UConn. So, again, it's a Thursday, Thursday here on the DA Show. Bogish, Bilotti, Botcher, Schwartz all in for DA, who returns on Monday. We'll do our toasts and stun to a news next hour, but uh, they're already coming in here at CBS Sports Radio at Andrew Bogish. 
Moist Pork, who we toasted to yesterday, was a big player, big factor in yesterday's show. Uh, he's toasting today to at Ryan Botcher for, for doing a banging job this week. Hashtag, can we keep him? Booskies. Hashtag, toast them. I guess that's a question for Pete. Can we keep him? I, I don't know. Sure. I don't know if you've listened to Side B yet, Pete, but I decided um, that it's your plan. I declared this. That it's your plan that when you are done doing this job, that you want to hand it directly to Botcher, that he is now your new your new acolyte. He's your new, what's the right word? Um, what's the guy that like? Apprentice. Apprentice. Thank you. See, that's why he's, that's why we should keep him, Pete. Well, I'm not, I, if I'm thinking about retirement now, <laughs> we'll be a lot more uh, money in the bank account. <laughs> really are. I mean, we're already thinking about it. I think we quickly have to stop because of that <laughs> right, issue. Right, right. Uh, I am not thinking about that far away, but okay. but Ryan is doing a great job. Dan from Mechanicsburg, Booskies to Pete the Body. I always enjoy catching his sneaky drops like the cow yesterday, and I can't hear a home run call without anticipating Sterling getting smacked with a foul ball. The all-time favorite, though, is the Jody. I'm going to stop reading. Hashtag. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Eat the body, bloody. It's me, Macho Dan, Randy Dan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How does Ryan Botcher laugh? Can he do uh, wrestling impersonations? No, not that. Okay. That's for sure. Booskies. Is your laugh simultaneously I, endearing and also a little spooky? I hope it's not annoying. Okay. I, I like uh, sometimes I have the quiet laugh where nothing just comes out. Yeah, I got yelled at one time for that by a boss. Like, for you, gotta, not, you gotta laugh louder so the audience knows you're laughing. You and gotta I, laugh, laugh loud. Yeah, it, well, no, it wasn't. It was not this boss. It was uh, that serious who I think might have been trained by the boss here, oh, so it does connect. I don't know who you're talking about, but he was like, "You should laugh louder." Because I can see you laugh. He was in the studio. He's like, I can see you laughing, but the audience can't. You need to you need to laugh louder. And I was like, oh, I don't... Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm not sure how I would change my laugh, but I... All right. No. No taken. That's what I'm saying. You have to make the Kawhi fake laugh. No. Just no. do that. No. No. <laughs> see? <laughs> do you see what you just did? Greatness. <laughs> Tommy Topspin, happy Thursday, Thursday, raising a vacation booski. Last day of work today, next week in OBX, that's the Outer Banks in North Carolina, best week of the year. A potpourri of activities from all different disciplines are planned. Booskies. Hashtag toast Booskies. I hear that booski that Thursday, Thursday, because tomorrow is my last day before a beach vacation with the family. Now, I may be trashing certain aspects of the trip when I get back because seven days in a house with my wife, my two kids, my two parents, and my mother-in-law, it can get taxing. There will be a few things to complain about. <laughs> but we'll, we'll pre-toast to the vacation coming up. Toast to alcohol. Before all hell breaks loose at the Jersey Shore starting on Saturday afternoon. Uh, when we come back, though, no <laughs> booskies, no toasts, no kind words. The attack on us continues from our friends down the hall. It's getting ridiculous and they're only like nine days into their new existence, and they're already begging us for help, and it's got to stop. It's next on the DA Show. Call from mom. Answer it. 
Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Signature lukewarm churro. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. I could use a churro almost at any temperature right now. Sign me up. Um, who wants to be mad at me? You guys listening? Okay, great. So, uh, spent a good part of this hour teasing for this segment that we were going to take a deep dive into the latest affront to the DA show perpetrated by the afternoon show on the city that is visually represented in the logo of this show. We can't say its name on the air. But circumstances out of my control are going to keep us from doing that right now. Things are developing. We are furthering the story. We're trying to, we're efforting the audio from yesterday. Yes, so the... Things we probably could have done before 6 a.m. before we came on the air. That's, that's a fair. Right. That's a fair retort. We hear that. We accept it. But we're going to do it now so that we can journalistically present the story as correctly as possible before we yell at our coworkers from a few steps away. So for now, let's discuss Hard Knocks episode one. I had seen it yesterday morning coming into the coming into the studio, but nobody else had. So wanted to give it some time to breathe, let Pete the body check it out. He is the Jet fan in the group. He is the one that is personally connected to Gang Green's plight this season. So 
I don't know if this is going to be a Pete versus or a Pete no. loves, but you go first here, Balots, on episode one of Hard Knocks. I thought it was fine. I, I thought it was fine. I think for Jet fans like myself, I think it was a good um, – it, it amped you up a little bit um, because it, it does show you that, look, you have a four-time MVP as your quarterback. Um a lot of people were trashing the fact that there's a lot of Aaron Rodgers in it, but yeah. I mean it's Aaron Rodgers, right? And that's why they're doing hard knocks is because he's there. Um, this is a team that's on a trans on the transition, whether they're going from good to great or they're going to take a big dip and go back down. They have they have the tools in place, and this is a very critical year for them. Uh, for me watching this this show, I thought I was into it the whole time as as a football fan, just in general, right? And as a Jet fan, I, I think it appealed to both worlds. And I didn't think it was too much. I didn't think it was too much like slobbering over Aaron Rodgers being there. Um, you're gonna get it because these young guys playing with a ver- with a veteran quarterback who they probably watched and probably played Madden, as. right? So. Well, poor McCole Hardman is like, dude, I'm going to age you again. Uh, I like have I've watched it since I was seven, and I thought Rogers was going to stab him. So I mean, that's you're you're right in that there's a lot of dudes who are just in awe of him being on their team. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that is going to revolve around him. He is going to be the leader of this team. The one thing I the one thing I would bash as a Jet fan in that episode is I don't know how much of a leader Robert Sala is. I look at I look at how he talks to the team. And and it seems like he's a fan of the team. It, it's not a, it's not a coach to me, and not a head coach to me. Um, I, I like he seems like a great guy. You probably want to go, um, you know, have a couple of booskies with him. Mm. But I just don't that. I, those are my two big issues: the quarterback and and the head coach at the end of last year. They changed one of them. Right. Salah still hasn't won me over. So I actually um, I liked, and it seems like most people that watched it they liked the solid dynamic in episode one. People thought that there was a, a good connection between him and the players. I um, I, I told my kids about the speech, the big speech about eagles and crows, partly because my daughter's fascinated with animals, so I thought she'd find it interesting that only crows attack eagles. But then talked that, but then like said, like the point of the story was, you know, like you're going to have your detractors. People are going to be jumping on your back trying to bring you down. You just keep going. You do you, and eventually they're going to fall off. I thought that actually was a good message. That actually was good. His delivery, the, sto- his, the story that he, when he starts it, it's a little shaky, but he finishes strong. Um, I think you know, the Rodgers thing, as I said yesterday, you're either going to leave that episode going, man, that guy's a doofus, or you're going to go, oh, all right. They're all in. Like, I, there were times where it felt like he was playing the role of Aaron Rodgers, new quarterback on hard knocks. Like, he knew the camera was there. He knew the microphones were there. Other times when he was just on the field, helmet on, where he's thinking about practice, whatever, he, I, I, I thought he sounded like a good teammate. And I thought they were, they were responding to him well. And that scene where Jeff Ulbrich, the D.C., is showing them that practice film and he and Rodgers makes this ridiculous throw. He's like, "That's our guy," yeah. and the whole room's like, "Yeah, yeah," like that was real. Well, I I think I think it also shows you that Rodgers was so aggravated being in Green Bay, yeah, because because it's a it's a I don't know I don't think it's a Jet fan clouding my judgment, but he seems a, like a different person. I, 
last year he seemed horrible, miserable. He seemed like he didn't want to have any part to do with anything. Uh, this seems like a different Aaron Rodgers in terms of the character. Yeah, and like, I guess the caveat is though, was he being a jerk to get out of Green? Like, was he part of the problem? Right. And then if he's here, if he's not just naturally happier, if this is him now just playing up the part, it goes back to the idea that he's fake and that it's not real. But I I thought more so than not, it looked real. It felt real for an episode. What was weird to me, I I don't know. I didn't get his infatuation. Not that it's not deserved. It just didn't feel real. Him being so... uh, taken by Liev Schreiber being there. Right. And keep, kept calling him. This he was the, acting. The voice of God. The voice of God. Go say hi to the voice of God. He, that, said, that was, he, that, he said that as a cop-out joke. I'm assuming at the golf tournament. Right. And then he was like, oh, I guess I have to play with it now. Right. Yeah, that was his trying to dodge the actual question. Like, at least, at least I like that guy's voice. I totally forget that he's the voice of that. Yeah, and um, I couldn't believe it. I remember watching, like, Twitter and whatnot when people were like, oh, there's a helicopter landing at Jets training him and I never got the answer it was him on the helicopter yeah. that was unnecessary too well, there's, there's, a, there's a helicopter pad so there might be more than one person well Woody, a helicopter in. Woody definitely yeah. cop choppers into practice uh-huh. I mean you got a, a Jets labeled helicopter pad he's not taking a train in he's not he's not have you ever been in a helicopter uh no I want no part of that yeah like, I used to be afraid of flying. I got I kind of gotten over that now. Um, but a helicopter seems way too flimsy for me, way too twisty, turny, up and down. Like, I don't need any motion sickness. I want, I'm, thank God my wife, Nick, never suggested, you know, it's a honeymoon thing. Like, let's go on a helicopter tour of this, no. whatever. I want no part of a helicopter. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, also, like, pri- private planes, too, are, is another one for me. I'm, I, Depending upon if it's a Learjet, okay, I'm getting on it. But those are the ones that you always hear about that that's caught, that have issues. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I, like the bigger plane seems a little safer. Professional flyers. Yeah, All right. I'm with you on that one. All right, I'm not going to be specific. At some point this morning, we're going to talk about Sean and stealing bits because it keeps happening. When we come back, though, it's the latest on college football realignment. Notre Dame's throwing its weight around. That'll be next in Hour 3 of the DA Show, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free 
Odyssey app.